welcome back to What Moves You with Jesse. I shared on my social media the other day an idea that I think is really helpful. That between you and life is a scriptwriter. And everything that that scriptwriter writes is what you experience inside and how you look at life. The narrative, the story that is coming out of that scriptwriter that lives inside of your mind is what influences how you feel and also how you see things. The more you wake up to the scriptwriter, the more you realize that it isn't what the scriptwriter is writing that's important. It's just seeing that the scriptwriter exists that's important. And the more you wake up to it, the more you'll begin to realize it's not important what it says. And in fact, you can very sweetly say to it, it's not all about you, hun. And see what comes from there. We're back in conversation today with my mom, retired marriage and family therapist, Cheryl Douglas. Enjoy the show. Hi, mom. Hi, Jess. <laughs> How are you? I'm good. I'm good. I'm peaceful. And all the crazies of what's going around in the world, I feel peaceful this moment. That's good. Mm-hmm. Me too, which is nice. Yes. Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> so today... I have a funny little anecdote that I got from my dear girlfriend, Joe, who is in London. Uh-huh. And um, it was a one-liner that her friend said to her. And it ended up being really impactful. And I thought I would share it and kind of see where we go with it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Let's go. So the line is... It's so simple. They say, it's not about you, hon. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, hon, it's not about you. (laughs) It's not about you, hon. So, so explain that a little more. I mean, it really resonates, but explain, explain that. How does he use it? Well, I don't, you know, that's what's funny. I actually don't know why, where it originated from on their end. Yes. But the way that it has hit me in such a big way is, um, I mean, we can look at it from so many different angles, but this morning I opened my front door and I just, I, I, I tend to stand there and just let the sun hit my face for about five minutes. Yeah, that's good. And she, I had just gotten a text from Joe mm. with, you know, her saying the, it's not about you, hon, because it's <laughs> become a funny thing to say to each other. 
And I was sitting there or standing in the, in my doorway with the sun on me. And, um, I was kind of watching my mind start to do what it does in the morning of, you know, all the shoulds, I should do this. I should do that. Yes. Um, and I mean, I didn't really go that deep before all of a sudden it popped up in my mind again. It's not about you, hun. <laughs> <laughs> and I mean, I don't think that, that Joe and her friend meant for this to be deep, but sometimes it's the simple things that hit us. Yes. Right. And I, it dawned on me when you really pull back and you look at how big life is Mm -hmm. and, you know, and how teeny tiny we are in comparison to, I mean, we are this tiny speck of dust on this tiny speck of a planet in this massive universe. Right. Mm -hmm. So there's that perspective. And then when you go into, when we get into our tiny little minds, you know, our little, you know, I, I value my mind so much, but at the same time, it's like, you know, that saying, you know, my little pea brain, it really is. It's like our brains are so tiny with what it knows and what it can figure out versus this huge intelligence that we're connected to that's constantly moving through us right, and giving us information, helpful information that has nothing to do with the things we already know in our brains. Right. And so it just made me smile because I was sitting there using my little pea brain trying to, you know, (laughs) starting to cook up, cook up things that I should do and think about and figure out. And all of a sudden that saying came through of, it's not about you, hun. (laughs) And I thought, it's not. And the impact of that in that moment for me was that I, I felt like I just got bounced right back into my body, into that really beautiful feeling of, oh, yeah, I can let life show me what to do next. That's really profound. So give me an example of, of where that comes from. What to do next? How do you get the information from if you're, are you saying that if you're relaxed, the information will come up from you about what you want to do? Maybe just clarify that for me a little bit. Yeah. If you heard that, you heard that in a different way than just not talking about your friend, which I think for her must be helpful. Yeah. And she's fussing about her parents and she's fussing about this. Yeah. It's not about you. It's, you know, this, they do theirs. 
somebody else do theirs life. So get out of the stress that you can even think you can help much as far as physically you can help them get somewhere here. But you can't fix them. Right. So, but, but you have that. So what do you mean about, is it what comes up from inside of you that shows yeah. you the next thing to do? Yeah. Um, kind of feeling into it a little bit to see what bubbles up to share. Um, What I find is when I wake up to what my mind is doing, you know, something I shared on social media this week, I don't know if you had a chance to see it, but I did a little video um, of this metaphor that came to me while I was in session with a client. And then I, I shared it a couple of times with clients thereafter, but this idea of between us and life yes. is a script writer is a what a script writer. And that script writer is your mind. Oh, Okay. This idea that, you know, because we always think that life is coming at us. And so then we need to be doing things in reaction to it. So that way we feel okay. Got it. And so in this metaphor, what it occurred to me was, oh, because my, the client that I was speaking with is in the, in the film industry. So that's why the, the metaphor of, of a script writer came to me and I thought, what a, what a great kind of picture to see, you know, I pictured this old man with one of those old timey green lamps on his desk yes. and he's got his, you know, he's got his typewriter and he's up there just typing away with steam coming yeah. out of his ears. <laughs> and that is your mind when it's really cooking and that yes. type, you know, and that script writer is writing all of this story and that what he's writing is what we're feeling inside and what he's writing is also the, you know, the, the storyline, the narrative that we're looking at life through Yes. on a moment to moment basis. Yes. And what's freeing about seeing this is that there there's, there naturally then becomes a little bit of separation between you and your mind. Yes. You can kind of feel that when you wake up to, oh, yeah, there is a script writer in my mind. And he's always writing all these different things. But that's interesting. You can kind of feel that, oh, the the agency over you versus your brain. You know, you can kind of feel just a little bit of separation there. Which allows you to kind of have some freedom of like, it doesn't matter what the script writer is writing because I'm okay. I'm okay no matter what. Right. If I don't hang on to one story, another story is going to be right behind it, you know? Mm-hmm. So to get to your point, when you wake up to that script writer uh-huh. and you realize, oh, that's what I'm, that's what's making me feel upset right now. Okay. 
I'm okay. It's just that he's writing a whole bunch of stuff that's making me feel upset. And writing it 24-7. Yes. Mm-hmm. When you wake up to that, that feeling you get of like, oh, okay. Yes. I, I don't have to listen to every single page of the, of the script that he's writing. I don't have to get into all the details. I can just let him write, write, write away, and it doesn't. And then, does it come out to you on your shows of I should do this, I should do that? Is that the script writer? Yeah. Okay. Every Everything that comes from that ego mind of yes. everything we think we know about us and about our lives. Right. That's that script writer is, is, is that ego mind, just writing those stories, writing those narratives, writing all of those belief systems, doing a heck of a ton of research in the mem, you know, in the library of your brain. Yes. So so he can pull out some evidence from the past to really support his (laughs) storyline. And this was told that I am really good at that evidence gathering to support my belief. And I thought, that is really wise. I don't think I want to be that good anymore and just live in the moment, you know? Yeah. Oh, this, this, and this. Okay, now I'm right about that because I see it right now in the moment. And it doesn't mean anything but my own script, my own script writer. Exactly. Right. Right. So... That simple, adorable saying of it's not about you, hun, <laughs> is really waking up to when you're really listening to that script writer and you're sitting right next to him as soon as he finishes a page and you take it right from his hands and start and studying it. That's and, and you realize like, oh, Jesus, like, oh, it's not about you, hun. Oh, right. <laughs> There's so much more going on that has nothing to do with the script. And waking up, attention. yes, yeah, and waking up to that without effort, and you know, I can even feel it as I'm talking about it. Is that it? Just drops me right back into the present moment. Yeah, and in that, there is always information that shows up. Um, you know, sometimes I'll redirect my, my attention to it and I'll go, what would I, what do I need to do now? Right. Just directly ask my wisdom, what do I need to do now? Or what do I want to do now? Right. And there's always an answer Mm -hmm. as simple as turn on the hot water for the tea. Yes. Um, you know, uh, go to the bathroom. Yes. That's the thing is that folks don't realize that we get so disconnected from ourselves, even on the simple stuff, as simple as our body lets us know when we need to go to the restroom and yet we'll hold our pee for way too long. (laughs) That reminds me of your sister (laughs) grabbing her crotch and getting almost bent over 
so she wouldn't have to take the time. This when she was young. So she wouldn't have to take the time to go to the bathroom. I said, for God's sakes, Robin, go to the bathroom. <laughs> and and listen, I'll do I would do the same thing because she and I are very similar. We don't want to miss out on whatever's going on. But it's interesting <laughs> when you start to wake up to the fact that you're you know, you're squashing that voice inside that is keeping right. you connected to that deeper wisdom. Right. And when you listen to it, it's, I mean, it's just, it's absolutely so important because you're really building that relationship to yourself, to yes. your, your true self. Yeah. Even on th- as things as simple as I need to go to the bathroom or I need a glass of water. Right. I mean, those are two very simple things that a lot of us just go, oh, well, I'll get it later and keep going. Yes. We ignore, we, you know, we squash this really deep intelligence that when we listen to it, it leads us to the next thing. Right. When our body goes, hey, I need a glass of water. Right. And we go and get a glass of water. As we're drinking the water, more information comes through. Yes. About, hey, maybe you should send an email to so-and-so or, hey, maybe, you know, it just, it feels quiet and, and curious and, um, um, yeah, curious is the word. It just feels more open and, and kind of like a fun idea of what to do next, as opposed to the, that prodding feeling that I've mentioned before of, when we get into the shoulds of I should be doing this and da, 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 we get all into that. And that disconnects us from the moment. Right. Whereas when we have the information coming from a different, different, deeper place that feels right. more loving and kind of like fun information to move forward on. And sometimes it scares us because it's like, oh, geez, that's really honest and seems like totally exactly what would be the right thing to do next. But that scares me. <laughs> Right. <laughs> that well, happens. also gets away, gets you away from <clears throat> the shoulds being the scare, the fear about not being responsible or whatever. But it always ends up that, however it comes out, you still can attend to it. I want, I want to. Uh, we're doing a a a good job of cleaning up the office, and you know, we're I've lived here for fifty years. And so what's interesting is that for a while I was doing avoidance, but what a perfect time to cleanse the inside of your house of all the heavy weight that you've been carrying. When you have the stuff you have, you don't need, don't want, somebody else could use it. So when it came up that, oh, it was just time to do it. It was so much better than the what I had carried for so many years. It was like, well, I, I, I should organize the office. I should, you know, I should, I should, I should. And the interesting thing is I couldn't move on it. But when I got to the, oh, it's time, you know, here's the perfect time to do these things. Then uh, it's a whole different feeling than when you're doing it. It's just a, it's a, it's a freeing feeling. I mean, I've got so much history that's come up for me about this old book that I, talk to you about that just showed up because I wanted to learn something about this and 
So it is a whole different, it's a different, and I love the idea of stepping back from the script in what's in your head. And it, that trigger that you have is, it's not about you, hun. It's not about you. Yeah. Because it isn't. And it's kind of a hard concept for a little bit of shift. It's kind of a hard concept to get. But that whole clarity about being the scriptwriter and how we get so scripted. You know, one of the things my mother always did is have a perfect house. <clears throat> and since and since I had a completely different life, but what was on my head all the time was I wasn't quite good enough because I had the script writer was telling me I should, I should, I should have a perfect house while I was in school and I had three little kids at the time. This is before you. Mm -hmm. I was at the time of uh, trying to balance and being a single parent. And so the, the, uh, the idea that I could keep it as perfect as her, but, but that's what, how she saw her job, was a homemaker. And so I watched my sister do that quite a bit, and she works all day long. The good thing is that she gets more exercise because <laughs> she never stops walking around the house. <laughs> and it's perfection. And I really enjoy an organized home. It's peacefulness. Mom always said organization is peaceful. And so, but I was organizing other things. So, did, you know, we get to our limit with it, then we clean it all up, all that kind of stuff. <clears throat> and so it's a, it's, it's written, in fact, you were so good on it that you would look at every Saturday morning and you look in your bedroom and uh, you say, oh, God, I can't stand it. You are always much more organized than me. <laughs> <laughs> I never had to tell you to do anything. You knew your jobs. You couldn't stand your own room after a while, which to me was never bad. And so you just wanted to get it done so you could rest, right? Yeah. So as you get older... You got the big jobs like vacuuming, dusting, things like that. I never thought you should do toilets, though. <laughs> you had the desire to wash toilets. <laughs> and I said, get out of here, Jesse. That's my job. <laughs> my God, you were so, <laughs> let's just go after it. <laughs> I'm glad you're listening to your you think about it, it's not about you, so you can have more choices. But it's a, it's a, uh, it's a, it's a, it was just delightful not to have, you know, and it's really different having one when the, all your sisters are grown and, you know, and then, uh, so it was, it was nice that you were so, um, that you were more organized than I was because you fussed about it and I tell you not to fuss. So, and, and the other ones were, for God's sakes, after tons of negotiation, 
Jason, get in your room. Clean up your rooms. <laughs> well, why? Because I said so. Because that's what's after many negotiations, trying to negotiate. Yes, exactly. Oh, I'm telling you. Anyhow, so it is, it's true. It's a, uh, it's a, it's a really neat, it's a really neat peaceful aspect to me about you have your scriptwriter. And you can be free. Some, sometimes things that are on the script work, sometimes they don't work for that day. Yes, exactly. Mm-hmm. And I think what's important to kind of come back to your question about what is it, you know, how do you listen for that? What is that? What is that? You know, you illustrated it by saying like how you experienced it with cleaning up the office. You mm-hmm. had all these years of, I should, I should, I should. And that made you feel, you know, just more heavy Yes. Didn't, didn't come with any energy to actually do it. And then right. of course that would lead you to judging yourself over why you haven't done it yet. And all, you know, that's that prodding heavy feeling that we're talking about here that the script writer can produce. Right. When you wake up to it and you, and you go, Oh, it's not about you, hun. <laughs> <laughs> The, it will it will show up, you know, it will show up when it fits. And that grace that you end up giving yourself when you release yourself from the script writer is what you experienced when all of a sudden you were moved to clean the office and it felt very different. You had energy to do it. You almost looked forward to doing it. Yes. That's exactly true. Yeah. So it's, you know, it's not about this elusive thing that exists inside of us. And I know that at the very beginning of, of, of understanding all of this stuff, sometimes people can feel like, geez, there's a whole bunch of information that is somewhere else. That's not my brain. I don't really understand how that is. Right. But I'm sure everybody has experienced it from time to time that, you know, you really fuss about something and then one day you just kind of give up fussing about it because you're just sick of it. And maybe you just move on from the project exactly like you did with the cleaning the office. Right. And then you find yourself days or maybe weeks later, whatever, all of a sudden you're just moved to do it. And you're like, Holy cow. I spent two years stressing about needing to do this thing. And yet right now I am actually looking forward to doing it. It's a great thing to purge, whether it's your thoughts. Yeah. (laughs) Or cleaning the office or all those clothes that have been hanging around your neck, you know? Yeah. And uh, things that someone else could use. But it is it is nice to purge the thoughts, so you actually have an openness in you that the energy can come up and you can enjoy it. And it's been such a it's been such a travel backwards. It's I found a card from Dad for my birthday, one of the last cards I ever got from him, 
and it's amazing to see his to see his writing when he was oh I'd say a year before he died and it, and just all the the books I've had and the the travels I've been through so it's just been it's been really in all my work so much of my handouts from work my poems sometimes I would um, I would get from others. I'm not a poem writer and, and, and make them on beautiful paper. And then I might, for support, I might give them to one of my class when it fit. Yeah. You know, so some of those things were very endearing for me. <clears throat> so anyhow, I just, uh, it's, a, it's been kind of a neat journey. And some of it is, geez. Why did I keep this? Some of it was old bills that I paid, but I didn't put the stubs away. Yes. It mattered too much after about two years. You know, you can purge those. So anyhow, it's been kind of a neat journey. It is just a different journey. That's all it is. It's, it is. It's a different, um, it's a different feeling when you start to realize, oh, there's the timeline that I think life is supposed to go by. Right. The script writer is making up, right? There's that timeline or there's just the natural rhythm of life that's going to, that you are going to do the things that, you know, as long as you, you have a sense of, of, a sense of presence and you allow yourself to get curious about life and, and, and allow your imagination to fly and then head in that direction, whatever that looks like to you, life unfolds in a way that is absolutely perfect for whatever you need in the moment, whatever you need to learn in the moment, whatever you need to experience Life has this really perfect, beautiful rhythm that unfolds for you when you get out of your own way thinking that it's supposed to go a different way. Mm-hmm. Exactly. And it's that's kind of, you know, to bring it full circle with back to, it's not about you, hun. Like you said, you know. You're not the middle of the universe. Yeah. The universe is the middle of the universe. That's it. And you are, and you are just an active player in it. Yes. And, and yeah, just like you said, you know, it's a really great thing to, to remember when you're cooking in your head about how you think, what you think your partner is supposed to be doing or how you think, you know, your boss is supposed to be acting or how your friend should be, you know, taking care of herself and she's not. And then you kind of realize, oh, it's not about you. They're living their lives. Right. You've got your own perspective on it, but it's not about you. It's a thing. No, it's it's all about, about them. About their them. lives are about them. Yeah. That's well said. Yeah. yeah. And then going to that more introspective place of kind of what I've been illustrating today is when it's the same, it's the same kind of thing for when you wake up to when your mind is trying to put the pieces together right. when that's not where it comes from. Right. And it, you know, 
Yeah. And it's, it's really beautiful to wake up to because when you realize it and you've got steam coming out of your ears, you can go, Oh shoot, I'm looking in the wrong direction. Okay. What do I want to do now in, in this moment? And then off to the races you are. Off to the races. I can write that down. It's not about you. And that really does lead to a lot of inaction. Yeah. The, uh, that when it is about us, there's an awful lot of inaction. But if it's not about you, it's amazing how freeing it feels to let that go. It's not about you. Who the hell do you think you are anyhow? It's not about you. Exactly. (laughs) Because the positive, the beautiful side of it is, is that again, and I think this is the point we ended on a couple of weeks ago, but life is truly always unfolding for us. Yes. And there's so much, it feels magical. The more and more you relax into that. Well, the, it's, a, it's, it's that beautiful thing you told me years ago. Hmm. You know, you said I can really, uh, when I experience I'm in the moment and that I'm very peaceful, it's like um, me walking out on a pier with this beautiful flowing big river and I fall backwards and I just go down the river. And I float down the river and it's so peaceful. The other times when I'm not, I'm in the middle of the river trying to swim upstream. Exactly. And it just takes so much work. But the information that you get is mostly when you're flowing down the river. Yes. And then you're quiet enough to take in more information just intuitively, just the wisdom that comes. But if you're fighting like a salmon up the waterfall, you got to focus on that. And that's all you're focusing on. Exactly. So that was a really good metaphor for So every once in a while I check in with myself, of my floating on my back, looking at all the beauty down the river of this beautiful wide river or of my fighting upstream. And when it's not about you, hon, truly is floating down the river. Yeah. That's a good one. Either it's so much self-love, if you think about it. It's not selfish. It's self care when you're it's not about you hun. You're, you're just very small in this big river yes. this big life well god bless your soul for all the teachings you have taught me and all these people that are listening and all your friends and your family. Thank you, mom. Mm-hmm. And all the same to you. It's us coming together that produces some pretty good stuff. I think so too. I hope it's 
I hope it's interesting, at least to others. Yes. <laughs> well, I think that is a wonderful place to stop. I do, too. I do, too. It's kind of an adventure every time we do this. We start with, you start with kind of an idea. And we end up in a different place. Every time. Yeah. Always. You're always a wonderful teacher to me. And explore. You explore with me. Yes. It's just too darn fun not to. <laughs> <laughs> we can't help ourselves. We can't help ourselves. Exactly. Well, I love you tons, Mom. I love you too, honey. Have a good one. You too. And I'll chat with you soon. Sounds good. Okay. Okay. Bye. Bye. I hope you enjoyed today's episode. Be sure to share with friends and family and give us a rate and review on iTunes so more folks find us in this little corner of the podcast world. And give me a call. The hotline is always open for questions and comments. The number is 818-646-JESS. That's 818-646-J-E-S-S. Sending love in all directions, and I'll see you next week.